So how many of you have been really enjoying the, the series that Trent has started for the last couple of weeks talking about David and his leadership? Now, I am myself totally honored and humbled to be, be here, and, and I don't take this lightly at all because the Lord has really placed an anointing on Trent and this platform that he has given him. So as you can tell, I'm not Trent and actually far from it. You know, I am handsome, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all I can say is I'm just John, right? And one of my mentors, John Maxwell, he always starts off when we get together, he always says, hi, my name is John and I'm your friend. And that's why I wanna let you guys know that I'm your friend. So as things go on, I want to talk about, a little bit about David also, because uh, what Trent talked about really inspired me, because I love leadership type things. And I believe I will have something that will encourage you guys and also help you realize the potential that you have and that you don't have any limitations. But the reason why we don't is God. During the last few weeks, I know we've all sat under what Trent was talking about, but when I was doing some studying on David, he had a lot of limitations also. We know that later on he did some not-so-cool stuff, but starting when he was a young boy, he had limitations from his family. I don't know if you realize that. Starting from his dad, Jesse, he sent him out into the field, right? And he was just taking care of the sheep. The boys, like he had like a ton of sons, right? And now Samuel was being told by the Lord that we're going to be needing a new king at some point. And Jesse heard about it. So he brought all his sons out except for one. But God had a different plan, didn't he? He was to be the future for Israel. Even his brothers, uh, they didn't give him much credit for much. All they considered him was the kid who takes care of the sheep and also the errand boy. So his dad sends him out when the battle is going on and he comes out, he's bringing soup and sandwiches, beverages, some dessert for his brothers. And he says, what are you guys doing standing around here? There's a battle that needs to be fought, right? And I said, yeah, I know. We're kind of trying to figure it out. And he says, well, why don't I do it? Really? You're just a servant guy. You're just here to bring us sandwiches. So they thought he was pretty prideful. But God had a different plan, didn't he? King Saul, he heard that somebody was going to be fighting Goliath. So he beckons the person to come to the court and says, okay, I want to meet this warrior. So along comes David. So Saul's looking around. Okay, so where's the warrior? Because he's figuring this big honking guy is going to take care of Goliath. But here's this kid. God had a different plan. So David does go out to the battlefield, 
and stands in front of Goliath, and Goliath looks at him, says, seriously, guys, this is all you got? So he starts bad-mouthing David, starts berating him. So he didn't get respect, kind of like Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. But God did have a different plan. So that's kind of the, the area that I want to take a look at, because he had potential, even though nobody else had the potential he had, because of the time that he spent with the Lord. That's all he did. Here's the sheep. Cool. They're under control. I'm going to spend time with you, Lord. And he developed this major relationship with God. And that's one thing we need to do. I need to do is spend even more time. So he had the God potential through that relationship that he did have. And he looked small. He didn't look like he was, appearance-wise, king material. But he was, because God anointed him to be the king. There's things that we have gone through ourselves. Like I said before, I'm not a Trent. I never will be a Trent. All I can be is John. And that's the same as you guys. All you can be is the best you can be. And we need to find out what God has in store for us. And we all go through our own journeys, some good, some bad, but whatever it is, God never changes. He looks at our hearts. And because David had God infused in him, he didn't see that he had limitations. And all of you don't have any limitations. Things that people say to us, past-wise or whatever, sure, they can hurt. They can stick with us for a long time. But is that who we are? I know in, in my case, I've had situations that have happened to me, even going through school, that <laughs> the grade sevens are, um, when you're in grade two, dragging you through the mud, going, <laughs> going across the field. You know, that doesn't, you know, really boost your, uh, you know, confidence. But, hey, we all have a journey. And whatever that is, uh, we have to make the best of it. And if we all just concentrate on the limitations, then that's all we're going to do is we're going to be limited. Now, I've had people come up to me and ask me, hey, you know, why are you doing this now? You were in corporate field and all this kind of stuff. Did I enjoy that? It was a season for 25 years. But growing up wise, I had this one teacher. Her name was Mrs. Posse, grade five. And I wasn't the best student. And she would always ask me to get in front of the class. And she would say, okay. John, I want you to spell this word. Okay. I fumbled, I stuttered, and then she would say something. See, I told you he couldn't do it. I was her, her pet to be, you know, ridiculed to. So history-wise for me, I never wanted to 
talk in front of people, I would shy away from that totally. When I was in the corporate field, one of my first management positions was at a company a lot of people may know of. It was called BCTEL back then. And they had a Toastmasters class. I said, you know, maybe this could help me. So I said, okay, I'll go downstairs. It was, it was during a lunchtime period. So I go downstairs and join the group. So it sounds really interesting. You can do this. You can help you improve in these areas here. And so what, what did we do? He said, okay, at the end of the, the lunch hour, he said, okay, John, next week, we're going to have you do your, what they call an icebreaker. So that it's, it's like five minutes and you talk about yourself. So being the person that I was with integrity, I didn't show up because <laughs> I was so scared. I didn't want to do it. And then years later, in other areas, people would say, you know, I could never do that. I could never do that. And I would just say to them, I know how you feel. I felt that way myself. But this is what I found. You know, I talked to a lot of business people. And they were, to my knowledge, because I wasn't a Christian back then. I didn't realize that they were Christians. But I talked to each of them individually. There was probably at least half a dozen. I asked them, what makes you a success in the area that you're in? He said, well, we did this, we did this, did this. But the biggest thing is we had God in our lives. Okay, cool. And next guy, same story. Next guy, same story. So there's kind of a, a theme here. So I went back to work, and I talked to this one gentleman that I knew he was a Christian. You know, I asked him, so what kind of church is it that you guys go to? Well, you know, it's a Christian church. Okay. It didn't go any farther than that. The next time, I said, well, whereabouts is your church? I said, well, it's out in Surrey. Okay. Next time, whereabouts in Surrey is it? <laughs> he says, well, it's in this area up here. So he said, okay. Took a drive out that way one day with my daughters because uh, my wife was working evenings and uh, we take a drive out there because we're busy during the day because one of the, my other questions I had for him was what time do you guys meet so well, we have a morning one we have the evening one okay so we figured okay evening one we could probably do so the girls and I took a drive out to the area where he said the church was so we drive around and there's like 14 churches in that area <laughs> Drive into this parking lot, kind of do a circle. Oh, no, not there. No, not that one. So then I go to this one other one, and I recognize their family's van. Say, okay. So then we go in. They're sitting in the way, way in the back. So we say, oh, hey, if you want, you can sit with us, which was perfect because in the back, you can escape, right? <laughs> but the preacher that was there that day, you may have heard of him. His name was Casey Treat. And uh, he had my number all through the time. Then he asked me a question. Well, he asked everybody a question at the end. So if you were to go home tonight and you were in an accident, do you know where you were going? I said, well, I've been good. I haven't killed anybody. Most of the Ten Commandments I've pretty much kept. So he said, 
to be sure, I would like you to come down here and pray for you. So I did that. I was 40 years old at the time, so it's never too late. If you're talking about never too late, my grandfather, I got him saved when he was 99. And my grandmother on her deathbed at 95. Like I say, it's never too late. That actually, after I got saved, I prayed for Mrs. Posse. And I bumped into her. <laughs> uh, we were doing uh, a bottle thing for scouts. And because I was helping out. And somebody knocked on her door. And it was her that opened the door up. Said, oh, Mrs. Posse. I said, you were a big influence in my life. <laughs> I didn't say it was good or bad, but she was a big influence in my life. And uh, so I asked her if I could pray for her. And she said, I'm going through some stuff, yes. So that was good. Because we never know when our opportunities are going to come up, that we are going to go through stuff. Are we going to have setbacks? Of course we are. And... Another one of uh, my mentors, who, Les Brown, he says, you know what a, a setback is? It's just a setup or a comeback. And he also says, if you fall down, fall on your back. So what you're doing is you're looking up. You know, he's gone through his own challenges too with health things, things along that line. He also said, are we failures? No, we're not. And you know why? Because we're not. Failures are just events. They don't define us. So if you're thinking in that kind of mindset, I'm a failure here, I'm a failure there, no, you're not. Now, journeys. Every, every life has a journey, doesn't it? Uh, is it going to be smooth? No. Everything worthwhile is always going to be uphill. Remember, Jesus said to the boys, we're in the, the boat, we're going to the other side, right? So he's nice and sound asleep in the front. Now the waves are picking up. Things are rocking and rolling in there. The kids in the back are going, I don't know if we're going to make it. Master, 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 master. They, they wake him up. And he says, come on, guys. Didn't I teach you something earlier? So he gets up. Peace, be still. Also, didn't I tell you we're going to the other side? I didn't say it was going to be smooth sailing all the way through, but you're still going to the other side, aren't you? So that's the same for us. Whatever our journey is, we're getting to our destination. One thing I found for myself is that I had to have very godly people in my life. Mentors that I searched out. Things that I did to improve myself in all sorts of different areas. And put myself on a massive personal growth program. All sorts of them. That's what each of us are going to have to do to do anything. Is whatever area you need, find somebody who has been successful in the area that you want to go towards. Start asking them questions be able to spend some time with them, take them out for lunch, pay for their lunch, record them with the questions that you've already prepared for them. And 
I've been very fortunate to have multiple mentors in my life in all different areas. And uh, it's invaluable. So we need to, to do that. We need to also, when we are being helped, we need to help somebody too. It's not just for us personally. We have to share. There are so many things that we can help influence others. And you may not realize how big of a circle of influence you may have, but if you just reach out and if you see somebody that's going through a situation, say, hey, what's going on? Can we talk? Because most times they just want to have somebody that they can talk to. And through that, you can hear their heart, you can hear their pain. You may have gone through some of it yourself too. And you say, you know, can I pray for you? Or, hey, I know somebody that I'd like to introduce you to. Especially if they're not saved. I'd love to be able to introduce you to somebody. People of influence in corporate areas and things like that, they, they all go through their own struggles. I remember this one group. I was down in Ohio at a training session down there. And one of the people came up and said, hey, they were in Colombia at this time, and it was a bunch of businessmen, and they were all during this training session. And during, it was like about a week that they were down there. And continually, they were asking the facilitator, so where do you get this information from? Where do you do this? Where do you do this? And he talked to them and said, all of you are kings and influencers in your particular professions. If you want, and I know you're searching, I can introduce you to the king of kings. There was 153 businessmen that got saved that night. So we may be one person, but we have influence for lots of people. And okay, somebody like Billy Graham, you know what an impact he has had through history here, right? Now, when he was going through his Bible school, even his teachers, professors, or whatever they were, didn't consider him uh, much of an orator, much of an influencer. But ha, 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 on them, huh? Look what he did. Influenced nations, influenced government, officials, and each of you have a group that you can influence. And, you know, just like David, he had a group that he wasn't just influencing sheep. He ended up becoming probably the, the mightiest of the kings of Israel. And he also brought Jerusalem together. And now that's influence. Sure, he did some other stuff later on, but he was still a humble servant to the Lord. And that's what we need to be is ourselves just being humble and realizing that we have a purpose, we have a journey. And Todd's journey is different than your journey. It's different than your journey. 
we, we need to realize that we still need to have a strong or even stronger relationship with God than we have now. We need to realize how worthy we are because we are more than conquerors. We're the head, not the tail. We're above, not beneath. And he just wants us to, to go out there and to be able to do what he does in our personalities. The, the biggest thing is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And all things are possible for those who believe. Now, is it going to be easy? No. Can we survive it? Yes. Can we pick ourselves up after we've been pushed down or whatever the case may be? We can get back up. We can dust ourselves off and we can start all over, right? So I know it's not quite the same kind of David talk that Pastor Trent talks about, but I just was want to let you know about the, the struggles that David went through, the limitations that were kind of placed upon him by his, his dad, his brothers, his king at the time, and also uh, the guy that he ended up slaying because he was an overcomer. And each of us are overcomers. And he doesn't limit his love. He's no respecter of persons, right? So he's not going to say, okay, I'm going to only give you this much, Todd. But Sonny, I'm going to give this much. No. Because you're all his children. So I just want to close in a little prayer here. Father God, Help me and my friends to see ourselves as you see us, Lord. To focus on what we can do with you. You help us rise above all limitations other have placed upon us. Because you love us so dearly, Father. And that we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Like I say, I'm not Trent. I'm just John. I am your friend. So take those things for yourselves. Kind of piece them together. If there's something that you can work with, great. But the main thing is our relationship with the Lord and making sure that no matter how strong our relationship is right now, we can always make it stronger. And he never leaves us or forsakes us. Thank you.